You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke, and this is episode five of our series about Enneagrams in the workplace. And um, our guest today, you know, but it has probably been one of the only people who's listened to every single podcast episode. Yes. (laughs) Gregory. Gregory, my son Gregory, because you edit our podcast. That I do. (laughs) And I'm going to have to do this listening to my own voice later, which uh, I'm not too excited. <laughs> right. I, re- I was like, I'm going to interview you for the Annie Grand Five. And you said, well, great. Who's going to edit that? And I said, you are. And you go, great. Right. Because it nope. seemed weird that yeah. you don't like to listen to your own voice. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Most people do. Oh, yeah. No. I, th- I think everybody does. Yeah. So this will be fun for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... Um, so we're going to... We're unpacking today the Enneagram Type 5. And I'll just read the intro like I've done in some mm-hmm. of the other. Oh, you know, it just occurred to me. Don't let me forget to ask you what your RWL is. My RWL. Your read, watch, and listen at the end of this because I've been trying to do that each episode and I haven't really been getting into it all the time. So, okay. yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to be better at it. Every guest asking them what they're reading, watching, and listening to. So where does the Nintendo Switch fall in those three categories? All. all three. Yeah. All three. Yeah. Gregory and I are um, a little bit, I think everybody in our family is a little bit, we just got a new Nintendo Switch and we've been playing Animal Crossing. P.S. If you're in Animal Crossing, please send me an email because we need friends. <laughs> Seriously, y'all, we need some people to visit our No, for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Enneagram Type 5 is known as the Thinker, but mm-hmm. also the Investigator and the Observer. Uh, Greg, you work with us at Francis Roy, but you also have another job. I don't even know if we can mention that, but you have another job in research. Um, right. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I can, I can say that uh, my other job is I'm a contact tracer for the Florida Health Department. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It, that's public information. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. About who I, who, what I do or who I monitor is that gets a bit more sensitive. Yeah, definitely. So the thinker, um, is the type five and fives are alert, insightful, and curious. They are able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideas and skills. Fives are independent, innovative, and inventive. They can also become preoccupied with their thoughts and imaginary constructs. Sounds about right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they typically have problems with eccentricity and isolation. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I like this this episode in, in particular, Greg, is interesting for me because I'm your mom. Right. So I think I have a perceived idea of this, <laughs> but then the actual idea, you know, what you actually experience right. in your life is different. And this is kind of an interesting episode, too, because uh, I think I'm the only five that I know. I think you're the only, no, I know one other five. It's Chad who works for the Choctahatchee Basin Alliance. Really? Yes. But I think that you're a five wing four and he's a five wing six. Okay. So 
I don't really necessarily, I haven't really looked into what a five wing four is. Okay, well, that leads into, there's two different wings for the five. Just for clarification, guys, and, and you've probably picked up on this so far, but your wings can only be the numbers that flank you. Right. So fives, your wings can only be a four or a six. Um, a five wing four is known as the philosopher. People with an Enneagram type five wing four tend to identify mostly with type fives, but they also share traits of type fours. They are curious, creative, and reserved in their behavior. They prefer to be alone to reflect and recharge, and they tend to be more emotional and self-expressive than other um, fives. And then the five wing six is more practical, independent, and logical in their behavior. They're more cooperative than other fives, and they, well, I don't know, Gregory, and they have a passion for using their knowledge to solve real-world problems. Oh, okay. See, the thing is, I, I never really tested for the wing. I've only really tested for the main Enneagram. Mm -hmm. um, Where do you feel like you self-identify, though? I think, honestly, that kind of depends on the situation without actually yeah. taking the test. I don't really quite know for sure. You know, Hill and I were talking about this the other day and the wings, it just like, I, we had an, I had an epiphany the other day that was like, the wings are really the introvert or the extroverted version of the right. type. So the philosopher, the ring, wing four is the more introverted version and the wing six is the more extroverted version of, version but type of the five. And I think that you probably could dip in both depending on what's going on in your life at any given point. Right. I mean, I like to imagine that, you know, I, I'm originally an introvert, but I work in a very extroverted job. I like mm -hmm. to think I'm a trained extrovert or a trained introvert with that sense, simply because in order to advance with my work and everything else that I've done, you just have to have really good soft skills. And yeah. I definitely feel like I've, had a bit more of a struggle developing those soft skills compared to other people but regardless i felt like i've come a long way with that yeah but uh the whole introverted extroverted with the wings um you know i feel like what you say the wing six yeah the yeah. wing six is the more extroverted the troubleshooter the troubleshooter okay yeah i can see why they how that can have some extroverted soft skills mm -hmm. applying to that but honestly, it's really hard to tell because uh, depending on the situation with the wings, I think it's very flexible. Um, yeah. You know, because uh, uh, naturally, philosopher needs to express their ideas. Mm -hmm. The troubleshooter needs to verbally communicate or communicate in other ways in order to troubleshoot a problem or fix a problem that they have. So I feel like both wings use a mix of introvertness and extrovertness, at least in some form of communication, in order to achieve their goals. So I feel like that's pretty spot on. Um, so fives at their best are visionary pioneers. Mm -hmm. They're often ahead of your their time. We say all the time that you're like an old soul, you know, um, and you see the world in an entirely different and new way. I think the best example of this is you will often feel like you're not doing enough, but you have like either invented or tried or created probably more than most people your age which is interesting let's talk about some of the things you've tried to do okay um so I or think, done right um i think ever since high school really ever since i graduated i tried the typical college route mm -hmm. um, that most of my classmates did and you know for about a year and a half it was good um and then eventually it just kind of veered off from that. 
I think I didn't really like the class structure of higher education mm -hmm. or just how that system works. Uh, I've, even though fives love learning, we love yes. learning new things. We love exploring new things, but I am a God awful student. Mm. Like it's at least with academia, you mm. know, I'm a very terrible student and I'm not terrible, Greg, but you don't like Excel in mass conformity. So the public school system was just not a good, well, I've always felt like the public school, school system is more about memorization rather than learning how the world works. Mm, interesting. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like that has kind of affected at least my motivation to thrive in that environment. Mm -hmm. But ever since I graduated high school, I got out and I tried the college. Um, I kind of veered off from that for a little bit. Uh, I did get a trade. Um, mm -hmm. I got certified in a trade. I tried starting my own business, which ultimately I closed down um because there was a lot of aspects in that that i actually found i didn't enjoy mm -hmm. and i ended up writing my own uh, science fiction book mm -hmm. i was gonna say it sounds like you try and then maybe don't complete a lot but you've completed a lot you completed a lot yeah. yeah i mean just you wrote a novel right you're an eagle scout so it's more <laughs> like what is it more like what actually engages you and interests you that right yeah right so i think the thing with uh type five is one thing i read that i resonate a lot at least with the traits of a type five is above all else what they really desire is to be as capable as they can right yeah which yeah. i feel like everybody feels that in some sort of sense but type fives like that is actually a fear that it's that strive towards self-sufficiency self-sufficiency so speaking of fears, let's talk about basic fears for type fives. And if you're listening and you are a type five, we want to know who you are. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> Gregory wants to start a club. <laughs> um, fears. Uh, so fives fear being useless or incompetent. Yep. Less healthy fives may have a deeply rooted belief that they are less able to do things than other people and therefore seek to fully un understand the world in order to have more of an advantage. So right. it's this, um, and I, feel like you're a very healthy five. So it's more, you know, this uh, knowledge because you're afraid to not know instead of knowledge for the purpose of actually enriching your life, which I think you do a lot. Right. right. Cause you've done three, you 3d printing and which is really cool mm -hmm. during the early stages of COVID-19, you were like mass printing those mask straps, that, which really helped a lot of people. Right, right. Um, and then, so we'll go into basic desires here. You really desire to be helpful and competent, obviously. Um, you express this by passionately pursuing knowledge and working to gain new skills and abilities. Right. Um, prioritize developing your own intellect over most things in life. How do you feel about that? I feel like that's pretty accurate. I know mm -hmm. with the 3D printing for a while, I was kind of worried that it may have been another like phase or fad. <laughs> but in reality, I found a lot of use into pursuing that hobby. And especially when the pandemic started, I was mass, I was basically cranking those straps out and mm -hmm. seeing how, you know, you just have this power to, you know, once you realize you have something that you can do to help benefit the situation and ultimately what led me to this job, I believe, at least with that passion of like being the capable person to solve the world's problems mm -hmm. and uh, knowledge is, you know, is of course power is the one thing we need in order to complete those goals. And uh, I believe that's why type fives really enrich themselves and in independently pursuing 
his knowledge. And I, don't, I feel like they would not necessarily tied down to relying on institutions or, mm-hmm. you know, um, other, other typical sources compared to other people. Like I, right. Right. Like, um, so then more of an autodidact, you're going to teach yourself as opposed to seeking knowledge from an authority figure right. or, you know, um, the exception of that, I think, is like an apprenticeship that offers a hands-on opportunity, which right. I've seen you be very engaged in. So it really does like pose this discussion. Like when we when little kids are little, we ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right. There are only a small percentage of people that will actually respond to a question like that in a way that is both constructive and um, identify some sort of journey for them. We should also be asking kids, like, what problems do they want to solve? Right. And so you're looking at this totally different way of educating and creating intrigue and curiosity in young people that let them know that it's okay to be different. Um, and it's okay to, I mean, cause I personally have experience and I, I know people were extremely good students mm-hmm. in school, like straight A's and struggled, you know, in, um, other places in life and vice versa, you know? So I don't know that it's necessarily a true point of measurement that you're the stellar student that's here to be stellar at everything else. Right. Right. You know, yeah. I was a horrible student <laughs> until I got into like graduate school and I barely got into graduate school. Oh yeah. So <laughs> don't listen kids, but C's get degrees. Yeah. D's also rhyme with, (laughs) just kidding. We're not telling you to get D's, but, um, depends what program you're applying. (laughs) So let's talk about key motivations for fives and then also stressors because you do go through periods where you experience some like pretty serious stress. Just periods though? Well, (laughs) I'm stressed right now. (laughs) Um, so key motivations, discovering something new about the world. I have witnesses about you. You'll get like fired up about something and it's like you can't sleep until it's you know becomes a thing um alone time to think and reconnect so you need that to feel motivated which actually from so for someone like me who is extremely extroverted and i get motivated by being around other people like you and i have really worked on our relationship dynamic like just knowing you need that space and you you know you need that time um learning a new skill or technique and feeling valued able and appreciated right would you agree with all of those things? Yeah, I would agree with that. Super motivated yeah. by that. And then, okay, so let's get to the juicy stuff. The stressors. Large groups of unfamiliar people. Mm-hmm. Emotional expressions and situations. Yeah. We have that in common. Yeah. I, I was reading a, a meme the other day. And what is it? It was like fives and eights. It was like, why would you ever get married in public? Because like public expressions of love are like so cringy. Or like, you know, public proposals. That's the prize <laughs> in front of... Hundreds of people, dozens of people. Like, <laughs> I mean, if that's their dynamic, that works for them. But uh, I feel like that's something you need to at least, a question you need to slip in beforehand. <laughs> right. Like, can, can I just ask you like a pre-question? <laughs> How would you feel about this sudden life-changing decision brought in front of a bunch of people? Yes. At a fancy Italian restaurant. Yeah, or yeah. something. Or like at a baseball game or people do like crazy stuff. Um, being required to meet other people's needs can be a stressor mm-hmm. and overstimulation or lack of peace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like that's pretty accurate with some of those stressors there, mm-hmm. especially the crowd thing, especially oh, now yeah. with the crowd thing. Oh man. Oh like, my gosh. I know. Uh, drove by, um, drove by this crowd over the weekend whenever everything opened back up and I was just not comfortable with it. I was mm-hmm. just like, no, not good. Yeah. So. There are some, you know, I think it's important that we take into account that especially with the pandemic, that everyone's reactions are different. Everybody has a different comfort level. Mm -hmm. There is no like pulse for society. If you're following along with our handbook, which is the Enneagrams in the workplace handbook, you can get it on our website where we break down into, you know, really how the type five shows up in the workplace and resolving conflict is the number one thing and resolving conflict with a five. So let's say we have an issue um, this idea that a five really responds to a situation that's explained logically and that if a five is, you know, encouraged to consider and look at both sides, that logic really applies to that because you're like, oh yeah, I definitely understand that it's not just my side here. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you work towards a compromise very well too. Right. Yeah. Um, giving feedback. What's the best way to give feedback to a five? So I think... Best way, at least, uh, I, w- I would just say personally for me, because mm-hmm. that's like really the most accurate thing I can provide for this, is if if I did something right, tell me that first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. That's honest. Good job doing this. However, you know, like with fives, uh, at least, or for me personally, I feel like everything that's done, especially operation-wise in a mm-hmm. workplace, needs to have a pur- needs to have a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. And I know with one job I had, I struggled a lot in it because there was really no given purpose in almost anything that we were doing. You know, mm-hmm. just, hey, move this to here. And, you know, like there's really no obvious benefit or what added benefit it gives to the situation. And when you ask why, that was like super offensive to them. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I didn't get paid enough to ask why that kind of environment is a huge stressor and that sort of thing. However, if you approached it more in a sense of like, Hey, um, at least in terms of receiving criticism is like, Hey, you did this one thing right in regards to dealing with this situation. However, like, you know, try shoot for this you yeah. know, or try shoot for this outcome, try to deal with it this way, try to communicate with this person this way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, ultimately to achieve the goal or to better the, environment for the team and everything like that as well. I feel like that's the really the best way I can put it in words yeah. and describing that. Well, that makes a ton of sense, but I, you know, I think people do need to take time to answer the why questions because the whys are very important. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even a small child will say, well, why? And I've heard or have even been told this, like, because I said so. And yeah. because I said so literally means nothing except I'm the authority figure. I'm more, I, you're not important. Like that's what it right. sounds like. I think when it comes across, like, you know, you're not old enough. You're not smart enough. You're not, I'm not going, right. you know, to take this time. And I understand it can be annoying. Right. I don't know if this just, uh, I mean, I don't think this is just a five thing, but nothing kills motivation faster than basically saying, I told you so. Yeah. And respect for that person too. Sure. You know, and trust, trust and, mm-hmm. you know, allowing room for curiosity, being able to at least ask why and, right. um, explain, explore the uh, because if you ask important questions and you have people willing to answer those questions Mm -hmm. 
it kind of gives you a better sense of what you're doing there. Right. Rather than just collecting a paycheck. Well, and people should feel valued mm. and regardless of what their job is, they should feel like they're a valued member of the team or they're a valued member of their family or their, you know, whatever their, the, whatever the dynamic is, right. their workplace, the whatever, and um, taking the time to build trust and answer those questions that maybe you already know you've been asked a hundred times, I think is super important right. for someone that's like a type five or even a type four, honestly. Um, even it's type seven, probably. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> they all kind of intertwine with each other. They do. I yeah, I think we all have a little bit of each of the types in us. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, psychology is not always clear cut like this. Mm -hmm. You know, especially while editing these episodes, I've had a chance to listen to other people talk about their own types so far, mm -hmm. at least up to, uh, I think up to six mm -hmm. or something like that right now. Um, you know, just everybody has similar traits into, that plays into why they do what they do. Right. And, you know, it's not black and white between the personalities. They mm -hmm. all, that's why there's wings. They all intertwine with each other and they all share traits with one another in order to fit the dynamic of this person's psychology. Right. Um, you know, that's well, there's no, like, you know, you should not let the Enneagram clearly define you cut right. and dry as a person. You are m much more complex than that. Right. You know, as an individual, you are much, much more complex than, that. than any personality assessment, right. frankly, that can sure you can have insights or resources and tools that will help you and guide you through life. But at the end of the day, you're way, I mean, and I'm an eight wing nine. Other, I, I know three other eight wing nines. We're all incredibly different people. So I think we are, <laughs> we do have some similarities though. Um, okay. So we talked about giving feedback, um, communication, just, you know, and I, you and I have learned this from each other, but just personal space is very important to yeah. a type five and allowing you some time to kind of process and analyze. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Time is definitely one of the greatest resources I think a fives have, mm -hmm. um, you know, more time to think and analyze and process the information they gathered or seek out more information. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially with the job that I currently work outside of Francis Warrior right now, like taking the time to actually prepare your information before you commit an action is very beneficial. I think the time factor goes into why you hate meetings so much. Yes. You really hate meetings. <laughs> I will say probably one silver lining out of this pandemic has made us all uh, really analyze how we use our time. Yeah. How efficiently use like especially with meetings because mm -hmm. some sometimes a meeting i mean there's one thing about everybody getting on the same page there's another thing just like what are we accomplishing here oh we're just accomplishing a meeting okay so like the same thing with an email keep it cons uh, concise skip the small talk that's not the place for email see i can't um, exactly agree with that because i put small talk in my emails. oh interesting okay i feel like i i mean uh, this is kind of weird um especially with uh, my other Francis Roy colleagues, like listening to this properly is just like <laughs> with how I discuss with emails. Like I, I will put in small talk when I generally, you know, am interested, especially since I was emailing Janae the other day um, about doing some website work and I haven't been in the office in a while. And I was right. just like, I miss you guys so much. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> 
But like I just I, miss people. But with my other job, sometimes my work, I, especially if I have to email a person I've never talked to before. Well, that's totally different. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's that's totally different. I'm just like, hi, you know, I hope this email finds you well. Everyone hates, <laughs> everyone hates hearing that. But, you know, it just, it's, formalities is important too. Sure. You know, uh, if you're just cut and dry and, this is one thing I've had to learn throughout the years. I used to be just cut and dry person and, you know, just all this stuff, like don't waste time with me. Ultimately that leads to people thinking you're an asshole sometimes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is so funny. So weaknesses, weaknesses of a type five tendency to be perceived as condescending. Really? Yes. Okay. Thanks for hitting the nail on that. Yeah. Yeah. The hitting the head on the hammer, hit the nail on the head. Oh, Joe's. It's one of those. We'll Google it later. Um, yes. <laughs> Difficulty relating to the emotions of others. I feel like you're very emotionally intelligent. Okay. So I, when I re I have researched a little bit about my own type and <laughs> naturally I get, uh, there are a bunch of forms with fives or just dedicated to fives. Cause I guess they have trouble finding other fives too. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that, you know, a lot of times people who analyze um, type or Enneagram types a lot, they they believe that in, uh, type fives are not really emotionally intelligent. They, they don't really relate or they have trouble relating to other people's emotions. But I, I found that a lot of the people in the forums find that they actually care a lot. They feel a lot of emotion. Oh yeah, and you do. You're definitely, I would say even when you were younger, you were sensitive. So yeah, I, I mean, I was still, cons I mean, yeah, I'm, I was a sensitive kid. I will still consider mm -hmm. myself very sensitive. Yeah. It's just, I've gotten better to not really expressing, uh, expressing some of that sensitivity outward um, yeah. or like internalizing it, which, you know, a lot of people argue that's not a very healthy thing to do, but I have to do that sometimes with my job, you know, Yeah. just or certain situations, but it doesn't mean that I'm not feeling it. Right. And I get it. So, but, but I feel like with fives, a lot of people perceive them as condescending or at least, you know, quiet, not relating to emotions because they are spending that time analyzing the information that's given to them right before they act. Well, I would say that you probably, I mean, if anybody knows you well, they know that you're not condescending, even on the days where you're maybe a bit abrupt or abrasive. Mm -hmm. um, but it's that, you know, it takes a while for you to like, trust I yeah. think to open up to like even when you were a kid you had like a couple buddies you know what I mean not yeah. like you, were, you weren't like you know oh I'm I've got like 20 friends or at any given point you know it was like a trusted group of people right. Mm -hmm. right it's interesting to understand now that that stems from a personality type you know as even though it's evolved because you obviously are not fitting the actual you know, like exactness of an Enneagram type five, which I think is, is what we were just talking about earlier, that people are more complex. Yeah. There is no way there are only five, nine types of people. You know, there's way right. many more types of people than that. Um, interesting. So things that um, make you feel energized when you're being recognized for your skills and your knowledge, when you have the room to work independently which I've definitely seen. And when you, your peers are listening to you on a subject that you, you know, obviously have a lot of knowledge about. Obsessed about. Obsessed. Yeah. Obsessed. Can't sleep at night. <laughs> um, Gregory.
and I are in our family's whiskey room and we have the baddies with us. So they're, they're not being good. So Jack Declan and Maggie, Maggie is a dog harmony pup and we love her, but she doesn't cause a lot of harmony. Um, She's not very brand. Yeah. (laughs) She's not really um, on brand for dog (laughs) harmony. Um, But they're very curious about what we're doing. So just in case you hear a little bit of them in the background. Um, Well, I think it's so interesting. I'm really excited to hear if anybody in our listenership is a five. Right. And um, who do you like you to guess? I mean, do you know a single other five? I do not. At least, at least any that have openly expressed that they are a five. I, I know, of course, like in a situation, you know someone who is a five or mm-hmm. some other people. I personally don't know another five. Really. I don't know a lot of people like you, Gregory. I think that's cool. Yeah. I Very mean, unique. At least at least in our area. There's, well, maybe they have an island somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to figure that out. I'll have to research that. <laughs> well, this is fun. Anytime we get to spend some time together is nice. Oh, yeah. Thanks nice. for being vulnerable. And then for also editing this podcast when we're done. Yeah, definitely going to have some work. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of dog barking. So, okay. So um, thanks for being here, Greg. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll be on the podcast again about something. Um, so guys, if you're an Enneagram type five, we want to know, obviously, please email us. Hello at francisroy.com. Uh, like, comment, share. I think it's intriguing. You know, Memo's going to listen to the heck out of this. She's oh, yeah. going to love it. Um, we're excited to hear your feedback and your experience. Maybe you're not a type five, but you live with type fives. Like, you know, what is that like? Um, what's the most interesting thing that they've tried to learn or discover or pioneer? I think we're really interested in that as well. So until next week, we uh, are on the mic with Hill um, from the Francis Roy team talking about the Enneagram type six. So that's exciting. We'll talk to you then. Mm-hmm.